the word of the Lord. Let's pray this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we thank you so much, O oh God, that you've uh, allowed us through the blood of Christ to come before you with thanksgiving, with boldness, with praise, that we can humble ourselves and begin to lift up these needs. Oh, Lord God, we lift up our president. God, that you would help him and strengthen him, our governor. Oh, God, the same. Oh, Lord Jesus, our county, city, the officials, one another tonight. God, I know, I know as this continues, oh, Lord, to go on and on and on, people get so weary in their mind and their spirits. Oh, Lord God of heaven, increase our stamina. Oh, Lord God of heaven, begin to just get a hold of us and let us, oh God, walk in faith like never before. Let us pray like never before, believing you, lifting up one another, God, that you would touch and heal and encourage. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters all over the, all over the world, especially India, that's having such a difficult time with persecution. Lord God, that you'd be real there and you would help them, oh God. And most of all, oh Lord God, let us dedicate, sanctify, and just put ourselves in thy hands, oh Lord, that you can mold us and shape us into what you want us to be. Now, more than ever, we need to live for God without wavering. We need to do everything we can to hold on to the word of the Lord, which is our foundation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together. Let's magnify the Lord tonight. Wherever you may be, viewing at home or listening in your vehicle or even here among us this evening, a few is here. God, let us praise the Lord with everything that's within us. Let's sing unto the Lord. See where you're at. Begin to open your hearts. Lift your hands and rejoice.
That's an amazing love. Yes, it is. Amazing He's an amazing God. The only God. The true and living God.
Come on, wherever you're at. Remake me, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Restore me, transform me, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Thank God for that, but 
If you have a need for food, let me know, please, so that we can get the food to you. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. And if you are led to bring food, by all means, do so. Now, this coming Saturday at 9.30, the men are going to take over. We'll see what the men can do and uh, help the men to leave. 9.30 at the Tabernacle. We're going to go there. I think we're going to have a U-Haul. And we're going to move a lot of boxes. A lot of boxes. Bringing it over and putting it in the rear storeroom. In the name of Jesus. And so, amen. There will be lots more to do for everyone, including the ladies. We still one day have to clean the tabernacle to present it right before the landlords. And then there's a lot of cleaning that has to be done here before Sunday as well. And so it's everybody pitching in. But this time, we're going to ask the men to step it up and begin to meet us there at 9.30 on Saturday. And I know a few of you have to work, but some of you, you don't. So please, come on, man. Let's be committed to the Lord and to your church. Amen. Don't forget Friday night with Pastor. This coming Friday at 7 o'clock. Don't forget Sunday services at 11 and 6. Of course, we will be having the sign-up on Sign Up Genius out there. For those of you that have signed up and have been attending or have let me know that you couldn't make it because of sickness or something, your names will stay there. But Others that I have not heard of in several services and you haven't attended. I don't know what's going on. We may go ahead and remove your names unless I hear from you before Saturday that you're coming this Sunday. So give someone else an opportunity to sign up for the Sunday morning service. And so again, if you contact me before Saturday and say, hey, look, I'm going to be there. Keep my name there. We'll be glad to do it. But if I don't hear from you before Saturday, then we'll take those names out that haven't been in a few Sundays so others can look and see if there's any openings for Sunday morning. And that way, if they choose, they can sign up. We also need to make room for visitors. We've had a couple already. And so we need to make room for visitors. Amen. I believe Brother Ruiz said he's going to try to be here Sunday morning. And so I'm looking forward to that in the name of Jesus. And so continue. You've been uh, so faithful in your giving. Continue to do so, please. It's important that we don't forget our tithes and offerings. OMF and our IRS giving. Thank you for doing that. It will make a difference. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our ensemble can be seated. We're going to get right into uh, the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. I'm going to be reading over the book of Job. Job. Chapter 31, beginning with verse number 4. Amen. Just a simple thought tonight, and hopefully I'll be able to yield to the Lord and Basically, you'll receive it and understand the thought tonight and understand how important it is. Job 31 verse 4 says, Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity, or if my foot has hastened to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know my integrity. If my step has turned out of the way, my heart walked after my eyes, and if any blood have cleaved to my hands, we go back. Job wanted to be weighed in an even balance. Amen. You may be seated, those that are here this evening. Wednesday, of course, is live stream only. We do have a few helping us. Amen this evening, so I want to appreciate them. I want to talk to us tonight about balance. 
Balance is so very, very important. We couldn't walk without balance. We couldn't run without balance. Very few things that we could do and be productive without balance. And we don't start off that way, do we? When you are born and many of you have grandchildren and children and you know that they have a hard time sometimes walking and it's all because of strength and balance. Many times when they begin, they waddle a little bit and they fall down and they get back up. And so I want to talk about balance. Amen for just a little bit. I want to give you some definitions found in the Hebrew, if I may, on even. You see, Job said, weigh me in an even balance. What does even mean? It means the right balance, naturally, morally, or legally. It means to cleanse me. In other words, Lord, check me out. See if I'm balanced or not according to your ways and your word. And if I'm not, then cleanse me, O God. Help me to be right before you that I may maintain my integrity. And so I think balance is very, very, very important. And I'm going to give you some illustrations if I could. Now, for those of you that are home, you can do this. You can do this at home. Many of you wouldn't do it here in the temple, I know, but you can do it at home. Because nobody knows but your family. And so I want you to, if you've ever done this, if you've ever done this, try to balance yourself on one leg. Now, many of you probably got it down. All right? But you're not too mobile with that. You're not too mobile with that. In other words, you couldn't run a 100-yard dash with one leg very well, could you? Now, again, you're pretty good at that, but after a while, you're going to get wobbling a little bit, and you're going to have to, you know, balance. Well, go ahead, try it, try it. See what I mean? Some of you are not even going to be able to do it. It takes a little practice. And I've been practicing. We have a contest at home. Titus, my wife and I, we sometimes balance. You know, I prefer balancing on the left leg. I don't know why, but that's just my leg, you know. And so I'm talking about balance tonight. It's kind of like, it's kind of like walking right here on the carpet. You know, you think that's easy. There's nothing worried about falling off. But if you don't do that just right, you're going to get off kelter and you're not going to be balanced. Balancing is so important in our walk with God. It's important in everything we do, in everything in our homes, in our work, in our parents, when we're parenting our children. Balance is so very important. What does the word balance mean here when he's talking about an even balance? What does it mean in the Hebrew? It means a pair of scales to weigh, to ponder. Let me tell you how this scales, these dual scales work, okay? Let me, let me just, I'm just teaching tonight. No, I, I, I want you to understand this. Here we got these two trays. Without anything in them, they're balanced. And so on the one tray, you put whatever you want to weigh or measure. And in our case, with the Lord, it's us. So you put that in the tray and immediately it goes to the ground, right? And then you take a known weight or measurement and you put it in the other tray and all of a sudden you see it move a little bit like this. And let's say it's not, it's not balanced yet. Well, you continue to put known weights or measurements in the other tray until it gets back to being perfectly balanced. Then you know where you stand and then you know what the weight of the item or the measurement of the item that you put in the first tray. It's kind of like riding a bike. Many of you forgot when you learned how to ride a bike. How many times you may have fallen. How many times you may have bumped 
a knee, extended knee, maybe even bloody the nose. Recently, we brought Titus up to teach him how to ride a bike. And I was studying how the best way to do that. And I have found, you take the training wheels off. That's what some of you need to do with the Lord. You need to take the training wheels off. Amen. You take them off. You lower the seat. You take the paddles off. So you can't really do anything but balance. And then he got on that bike. Never had ridden a bike without training wheels yet. First time. And I started pushing him down the fire lane. You know, because I'm accustomed to fire lanes. You know, being a retired deputy chief. And here we go. We're going down there. And I'm telling him, just balance, just balance. I let him go. And, you know, he's balancing like this with his legs down like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, he may lean too far to the left and use his foot. So we do it again. And we do it again after about 10 minutes. I said, we're going to put the pedals back on. We're going to raise your seat up a little bit. And you're just going to rest your feet. Hello? Rest your feet on the pedals. And so he did that. And believe it or not, as he was going down there balancing, he started moving those pedals and took off riding that bicycle on the first try. It's amazing when you listen to instruction. Instead of trying to do it your way, You see, it's easy for someone to listen if they've never done it before. But once you start doing it, then you don't want nobody to tell you nothing or how to do it. And God is saying, listen, you need to balance before you start living for me. You need to get balanced. You need to put yourself on my tray and then let me get my word and put it on the other one so you begin to learn that. And at first it may be unbalanced. You follow me? At first you may be still way down here in the word of God. But the more you learn and the more you trust and the more you apply, all of a sudden it begins to get balanced. And then all of a sudden you begin to pedal and you begin to let the Lord give you the strength to ride that bicycle, spiritually speaking. And so hopefully that was a good analogy for you. For you adults that haven't ridden a bicycle in a long, long time. Believe me, I got on his little bike and I began to ride it and I realized, wow, it is true. You never forget how to ride a bike. I wish it was true about walking or standing. It seems like many times the more mature in age that one gets... When you're walking around, you stumble over your own feet. I mean, you know, I'll be the one, you know, maybe some of you younger adults won't even say that. But, you know, all of a sudden, nothing there, no no bumps, no no crap. What, what was that? You look back and there's nothing there. You think, oh, nobody saw that. Well, if we're not careful, that's how it is with the Lord. We get so overconfident in ourselves and we try to do everything ourselves that we forget that we need to stay balanced in God because it's His balance that keeps us standing. He said after you do everything to stand, you cannot stand for God with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. You've got to get both feet in the kingdom on the Word of God, grounded on the Word of God, mind made up that I'm going to follow the Word of God. I'm going to do my best to obey the Word of God. And when you begin to do that, no matter how much wind blows, no matter how much debris comes from the wind, no matter how much things begin to try to bombard you to get you off balance, you're still standing. You're still standing. It's kind of like it. I've never, I've never been in space. One day I will be. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> one, day, one day I will be in space and I won't have a space suit. I won't need oxygen. 
I, I, won't, I won't have to worry about what's out there. All right? One day, but right now I'm not, okay? And, and so when, when the astronauts go out there, what do they got to have? They got to have gravity boots or magnetic boots if they're walking around to keep them because there's no gravity. That's how some of us are living for God. We're trying to, to live for God without the right magnetic or gravity boots so that we can stay grounded. We can stay where we need to be with God because we're not keeping balance. We go through life, but one time we might have been close to balance, and then we begin to forget the Word of God. We begin to take off those known measurements. Come on, listen to me. We begin to take off the things that we knew that we were taught that worked, and we begin to take off the scale, and the next thing you know, we're unbalanced. And we're wondering, why is this so hard? Why am I so unhappy? Why do I not have joy? You've got to get the word back on there because it is your gravity. It is your magnetic shoes to keep your feet on the ground until it's time for you to go in space. It's not time for you to go in space right now. I know that, that some of you, you're, you're probably worried on some of our, our days of worship that, that you can't jump because you're afraid that, you know, you're going to... Uh, uh, you know, lose gravity and you're going to go through the... You're not. You're, believe me, there's no way any of us in our own power can jump in this in this temple and touch that ceiling which is 16 feet high. There's no way we can do that. But we can sure try. We can sure try. And some of us are taller than others. You know, me, I'm immediately 5'7". And if I jump with my hands up, maybe I can... You know, jump about 6'5 or 6'6. Some of you can jump better. And some of you are taller and you just lift your hands and you're already seven feet. I mean, you know, you got an advantage. So why don't you jump and feel the atmosphere? God inhabits the praises of his people. He, he's in the atmosphere. He's a spirit. He, he's around us. And so we can't be so afraid that if we jump, we're going to lose balance. If we're jumping in Him and running and praising in Him, when we come down, our feet will be suddenly on the ground and we'll begin to stay in balance. I cannot stress this enough. I've been praying about what, what to bring you tonight. And the Lord brought this out about balance, about balance. Let me, if I could, give you some other scripture in Proverbs 11. Verses 1 through 3, it says this, A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but when the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Balance. You say, well, this is, this is so... Elementary pastor, huh? I'm trying to follow you. It's not more difficult than the simplicity of Christ. If you want to be balanced in your walk with God, in your life with Jesus, and and your everyday relationship with the Almighty, then get balanced. And the more word you put in the more balanced you're going to be. That's what I'm trying to bring you tonight. If you don't have the word, you're going to be unbalanced. The more word you have, not just knowing it, but living it. Come on. The more you obey it, the more balanced you're going to be. The more balanced in attitude, the more balanced in the way you talk and the way you think, and your emotions are going to be more balanced. I'm not saying you're not going to have those bad days, but you're going to be able to come back to balance more quickly 
because, oh, I lost that one known measurement. Let me get it back up there. Oh, I forgot this one scripture that I learned. Let me get it back up there. Oh, I remember what pastor is teaching. Oh, it just slipped my mind. Let me get it back up there and walk in it. And now I'm back balanced with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is balanced and he wants us to be balanced. Amen. I hope you're listening tonight. It's important. It's the same thing with parenting. We have to be balanced in the way we parent our children. It's the same thing with a relationship with husband and wife. We have to be balanced in our relationship. Amen. Cannot be one-sided. I said it cannot be one-sided. It has to be balanced. The same thing with God. God doesn't want a one-sided relationship. He wants it balanced. But many times, if we're not careful, the only time we put God on the tray is when we feel ourselves on the bottom. As long as we're rising up, we don't think about it much. Well, he doesn't want that. He wants us to stay balanced. He wants us to stay balanced. Now, I want you to picture this, truck, uh, this, this balance, this scale, this pair of scales. Now, many of you can picture it. You know, it's got a, a long rod in the middle and chains coming down on both sides, and there's the tray. Now, once you get that balanced, it's going to stay balanced. The only thing that will make it unbalanced is either you getting off, Or are you removing the word of God? Or, no, I don't think I need to do that anymore. No, I, I don't think that applies to me. I, I, I know that's what the word says in Patrick's. That's what his, his counsel is. But you know what? He, he's just not where I'm at. Hey, I'm telling you, the word of God works in every single situation. In other words, if you need something for a particular uh, battle you're going through, you find it, put it on the scale. Because you see... When we're on that scale, there are times when we get heavier. This is good stuff now. There's times when we get heavier. Okay, we're balanced, all right? And then the weight of the world or the weight of sin would so easily beset us. It comes into our life or our mind or attitude. You understand? Now all of a sudden we're heavier than what we already had. And so we begin to sink. And so now we've got to get more scripture to put on there to balance back out. So we can get to sin or, or repent. Get rid of the weight, and now we automatically rise. Okay, so to show what I'm talking about, you keep eating those cakes and cookies <laughs> and those double meat hamburgers, and pretty soon you're going to reach an age where it's going to show. And once when you got on the scale and you weighed what you wanted to weigh, the next time the scales are wrong, you're going to go down and buy me some new scales. No, the scales aren't wrong. You've just been eating junk. Now, I know junk tastes good. Oh, I know that the pleasure of sin is there for a season, but it will show in the scale. I'll tell you, this is good teaching. Amen. It'll show in the scale. It'll show in the scale. If you're feeling way down here, if you're not balanced with the Lord, then you need to either get more word or get rid of some weight. One of the two. One of the two. Amen. Let me read now Proverbs 16 and 11. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are His work. Now we're going to go on and I'm going to tell you a story found in Daniel chapter 5 about the son of Nebuchadnezzar. Evidently he forgot, and some of you have forgotten at times, I'm not saying purposely, but you have forgotten some of the word that you have learned and some of the precepts that you have lived in the past. And his son forgot 
that Nebuchadnezzar lifted himself up in pride and said, this is all mine, this is what I've gotten. And he went out, I think it was for seven years, right. and he became an animal, and he ate the grass, his right. nails grew, his hair grew, and he became just as an animal. Then all of a sudden, after the seven years were up, he came to his senses and said, the Lord, he is God. Right. Well, his son forgot all of that, did basically the same thing his father did. Be careful, children. Be careful, children. Listen to the word of God. Regardless of where your parents may be or not, they're trying. You need to follow the word of God. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then all of a sudden, in his partying and in using and drinking out of the vessels of God, there was some handwriting on the wall. That's right. And in verse 27, Tekel, it was interpreted by Daniel, Thou art weighed in the balances. And are found wanting. Wanting means deficit. In other words, you were at one time maybe balanced because God put you here and you learned some lessons from your father. But all of a sudden you got lifted up in your own ways, in your own doing and became overconfident. And the next thing you know, you begin to get heavier than what you knew was right. You became to have a deficit. Weigh it. What does that mean? To balance, to measure out by weight or dimension. It means to arrange or equalize through the idea of leveling, to estimate or to test. That's why, sweetie, listen to me. When I'm there on that scale and I'm balanced, okay, and I'm balanced. And I, I've been balanced maybe for a week or a month or a year or five years and I'm feeling really good. All of a sudden I'm wondering what in the world is going on because God now is going to test the scales. All right. He's going to recapital, you know, re, re, uh, if I can, if I can say the word, he's going to readjust it. He's going to readjust it. And so now I may not be balanced because he's done some tweaking. He's done some tweaking. And so now I may be able to have to grow and reach and grow in faith and get more. And, and, and that way I can get back balance. That's why tests come. Tests come for our benefit. Tests come for our growth. Tests come for our strength. You see, I've been going through the same one, the same type, over and over. Then allow the Lord to give you the word that you need. Start living it, putting it on the scale of your life. Your life is a dual scale. Your life is a dual scale. And it's time for us to be balanced. It's time for us to be balanced. Amen. Now. I'm going to do my best to close tonight with Psalms 26, 1 through 2. It says this. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide or waver. Examine me, weigh me, put me on the scale, and prove me. Try the reins of my heart. Get a hold of my mind. What am I thinking? What are my motives? What's going on here? What am I really after? What am I serving? Is it just to have things go better? Or is it because I love you? You're the Lord. Whether they go right or whether they go wrong, as Job said, I will not curse you. I'll maintain my integrity. And so that's why tests come. Prove me. Prove me. Here David was saying, prove me. Prove me. God, examine me. Put me back on the scale. 
David had situations in his life where he became unbalanced. Right. But yet he was a man after God's own heart because he got that balance quickly. That's what we need to do. That's what repentance is for. Listen, sweet me. Get balanced in this crisis. Get balanced in your walk with God. And then when the crisis is over, stay balanced. And when you begin to be tested and you feel that unbalanced going, put both feet down in the Word of God. Put both feet down in the Word of God. Be sure you're totally in the kingdom. Totally have a mindset and commitment to be in the kingdom. Be sure your eyes are looking at the things of God and, and not gradually looking over at the things of the world. Because you're going to become unbalanced. And to become unbalanced is going to be hard. Hard. This is hard to have peace. I don't know about you, but I don't think Titus had too much peace when he was wavering on that bicep. It was only after he got his balance and he began to ride on his own that he gained confidence. And probably he got a little overconfident when he had to try to make a turn. And then he overcompensated. See, sometimes we overcompensate by getting ourselves too far ahead of the Lord. God will make our turns. God will make our turns. He said he will order our steps. Amen. And so tonight I wanted to just bring this simple little thought of balance. We need balance more than we ever, ever have before, especially in the last days, especially during this crisis when we're all cooped up at home. We can't go anywhere. We're so afraid. We're so afraid. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be cautious. But I wonder, I, I keep wondering this. I wonder when... The COVID is gone for a season. Or they come up with a virus, excuse me, a vaccine. When the flu epidemic hits, are we going to be wearing our nose mask? Are we going to shelter in place? I don't know. I just, I just puzzled me why all of a sudden, why all of a sudden, our country has become so alarmed at this virus. I realize it's killing people. I understand it's very contagious. I'm not minimizing that. I'm not saying don't be cautious. Please don't go there. What I'm saying is, let's look at the facts. Be cautious. But what's going to happen when it's gone? Next season when it comes back. What are we going to do then? Our country does not make some changes somehow in our economy. I don't know what would be here to come back to. That's right. Amen. Again, that's just something I felt bad to say. Some of you may disagree. That's fine. Again, I'm not saying don't be cautious. And I'm not saying don't wear your mask. I wear it myself. I wash my hands. Oh, boy, do I wash my hands. Take my shoes off when I get home. I understand all that. But... The same practice I ought to be doing when the flu hits. I think you're going to see a lot of people do that. And so, what I'm trying to bring is, this don't get out of being, how to say this, cautious in the way the world may tempt us not to be balanced. Let's put on our mask, our God-given mask. Let's put on 
that sanitizer of the Word of God and live for God and be balanced. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you. Amen. Friday night with Pastor 7 o'clock.